Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Jared. And we are back. Uh, it's a brand new year, 2020, 2020 the sequel. So, so far, so, so far it's fair. off to a full-on sequel result, I would say. I um, love the memes where people are saying, I've enjoyed my seven-day trial, but I'm willing to cancel at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one meme I saw, like, oh, Days Without Incident, 2021, six. They flung it off and, like, they started opening, drinking a bottle of wine. Like, nope, <laughs> it took six days without incident. So here we are. But uh, we survived 2020 officially. First, <laughs> first five days were good of 2021. <laughs> they were good enough, at least, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're back. And we have our podcast. That's what we do now. Or if we've been doing, this is our, I want to say, like, 14th episode back since COVID break. It's yep, not more than it's that. It's up there. I have yeah. it written down somewhere. Let's see here. It feels like we've done more. It may not be that. Uh, much. Oh, this is our. I think this will be our 18th podcast. 18th since Ooh, are, back from COVID. Are we gonna do anything special when we hit like mile marker numbers? Um, as of right now, maybe <laughs> we'll decide closer to if we actually do or not. If you'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah. Yep. Even we don't know. Even we don't know. I mean, we. I don't know. I don't usually know most stuff as we go. <laughs> I'm lucky to know what I'm doing today, let alone what I'm going to do at a mile marker. It just depends what you pick as a mile marker. True. I mean, we're 18 episodes old, so if it's episodes were years, we're in adults. There we go. Yes. (laughs) That sounds like we should know what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) I think most of our listeners know we're making this up as we go. Also, have you seen 18-year-olds? They don't don't know what they're doing. No. Yeah. They may be legally adults, but they don't know what they're doing. No. I sure did when I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) So, with not knowing what we're doing, let's go with... Um, since this is the first one of the year, like we talked about, let's go with our big comic book firsts. So it can be first issue, first story arc, um, first appearances, anything that has to do with the word first. It's it's a pretty broad category for this one, but I was like, eh, why narrow it down too much when you can just, just do that? So it's not just a list of things. Uh, Jared, you seem somewhat prepared. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little prepared. My lists are with short details because I didn't look anything up. And I'm just going based off of memory. Uh, well, I take that back. I did look up what issues these actually were, so I have some context. But uh, my first one was the first appearance of Damian Wayne uh, way back in 2006. I didn't realize it had been that long since he debuted in Batman uh, 656. I don't know. That, to me, still seems pretty recent, though. It, it does, but it's been, what, 15 uh uh, 15 years 15 now. years. Yeah, yeah this will be the so. 15th year of him. So I guess when you put it in that frame, yeah, it does seem yeah. a while ago. Yep. I still think, oh, 2006. That was like five years ago. Yeah. No, well, not so much. It really wasn't. World, no. so. Yeah. But uh, Damian Wayne was the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul. And I just remember bits and pieces from that. Uh, I remember he fought Tim Drake, who was the current Robin, and just beat the crap out of him in the Batcave and left him lying there bleeding pretty much. Um, I remember he decapitates a guy just to get Bruce's approval. Hey, I killed this bad guy, you know. So there's a lot of different things with Damian Wayne, and it made him a hard-hitting kid who was raised by the League of Assassins who was really just brainwashed, and it made a great story out of it. He later became the next Robin after Tim Drake when Bruce Wayne was quote-unquote dead, and uh, Dick Grayson took up the mantle as Batman. I thought... The Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne dynamic was great. I wanted more of it, and I was really sad when Bruce came back, and then Dick was off being Nightwing again. Who knows? We might get, like, an Elseworlds, something rather of that. I really liked the Dick and Damian dynamic. 
I thought it was great. The triple D. Yes, the triple D. Uh, my favorite Damian Wayne is still the issue somewhat recently where he competed with all the other Robins to prove that he is the best Robin of all time because he challenged everybody on their own. Like, Dix was his, like, acrobats. Like, no, I beat you in that. Um, Tim's was his detective work. Nope, beat you on that. Like, I am the best one. It's just cool to see him go through each one. And like, nope, I'm better than you because of this. I'm better than you because of this. I'm better than you because of this. And I'm better than all of you because I am me. Yep. Quantify it. Yep. So. But da- uh, Damien, I think, was created, or not created, but given birth to, and he was going to be like the next leader of the League of Assassins. Right. He's basically, he basically Batman without the morals. Yeah. And he was basically being raised to kill Batman, I think, at one time. I believe that was um, Raish's plan. Yeah. I think that was Raish's plan. but Because uh, Raish was wanted originally Bruce Batman to take over for him. Right. Because Talia, his daughter, wasn't good enough. Right, and I don't remember how the story arc was, but I know they were fighting Man Bat or like a group of Man Bats, Men Bat, something like that. Men Bats, multiple uh, Man Bats. Yeah. So I don't remember the story arc in general, but I just know that was the story arc where they introduced him, and I just remember those bits and pieces. He decapitated a guy just to impress Bruce. Did not go well. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. impressed in the wrong way. Yeah. It made an impression. <laughs> yeah. All right, Laura, do you want to go next or want me to go next? Uh, I can give it a try. Okay. Um, The first comic I remember ever reading was actually a freebie that we got from Pizza Hut as part of like their Book It program. Now, I thought that was kind of hilarious, too, that it was called Real Heroes, and I actually did not like it. The first time <laughs> I read a comic book, I was like, this is so confusing. I don't understand which way the panels are going. Like... I couldn't follow the storyline, and I was reading the speech bubbles all out of order, and I couldn't figure out who was talking, and I was like, this is garbage. I gave it to my brother. <laughs> this is garbage. Here, have some trash. Yep. yep but I can understand that, though. <laughs> I mean, if you're reading a comic, and you're used to reading left to right, up to down. Just regular books. Sometimes there's the comics will go across two pages the two page spreads you don't know you know if you're not used to reading comics and stuff i can see where that would get confusing at times especially Mm -hmm. when the comic directs you to read out of order based off the speech bubbles like yeah it took me a long time to realize okay if the speech bubble is imposing in from you know it's out of order below that's the order it wants you to go because it's breach it's like hey follow me along this path sort of thing i think there may have been giant arrows too because it was a little out of order and i was like oh there is an arrow i did read it wrong but i didn't see that i needed to like look at the bigger picture and i'm very focused tunnel vision yeah just wait until the first time i read manga completely backwards yeah because those were written from the right to left i was like (laughs) oh that's and, I mean, we still describe to customers that are new, like, what's this? Why is it backwards? Well, it's it's backwards by American standards, but it's not based off the Japanese way they read and write. But. Another small tangent before we get away. I thought it was really interesting, and it came up in my Facebook memories the other day. Um, that first comic, The Real Heroes from Pizza, was also the first comic that Laura Innes, who writes The Dreamer, and we had a... An interview or a, she came to the store yeah. and like did a signing and stuff and we got talking about first comics and she was like, yep, that was the first one I ever read too. And I thought that was a really cute intersection that we both read the first comic. We shared our first comic in yeah. a way. That's pretty cool. Uh, first up on my list of firsts is the first story arc that I ever read. Uh, and that was Secret Invasion and just to date myself, that was in 2008. So I didn't start reading books until 2008. I was 19 years old. It was 
People are like, oh, you must have been reading your entire life. No, it wasn't until after I graduated high school because I didn't know we had a comic book store in town. I'm just living out in Waynesfield. Waynesfield, Lima is about a half hour drive, give or take, depending on what part you're at. And yeah, I, I didn't know where it was. And the first issues I got was actually at Hallmark on the east side of town. So not even Alter U Comics. It was just like, oh, it's a bookstore. Hey, there's comics. Sure, I'll try those out. And I remember the, I forget which issue it was, was the very first one. It was an Avengers issue during Secret Invasion where a bunch of symbiotes came down to Earth and like was taking over New York. It was like symbiote Wolverine and all that stuff, but it had a Secret Invasion headline. I don't know how it took place in the storyline itself because it was just one of the one-off sidelines. But I was like, oh, well, this is weird. This is cool. I'll check it out. And then I found that we actually had a real comic book store in town. And I was like, oh, well, this is the same headline as that. It's the main story. And it was a, I believe it was eight issues. Uh, yes, issues one through eight. Uh, started in June, came out in June of 2008, ended in January 2009. There was about a million different tie-ins to it. That was before I knew about tie-ins and everything. Yeah. And when I searched this on the internet, I was like, holy cow. There was a ton of tie-ins. Like, oh, this is why people get tired of events and stuff because yeah. of... Everything. King yep. and Black. <laughs> yeah, King and Black is currently doing a million tie-ins. Secret Invasion was one of my favorite uh, overall um, like event stories. Yeah. I really liked it, Secret Invasion. It has one of my va- favorite uh, phrases in there from Nick Fury. They're talking, the scrolls are talking about their gods, and he's like, yeah, well, my god carries a hammer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, and just the... How, for me, it was good because it was such a reset or potential reset for Marvel. Because, like, oh, these characters that you thought were dead, well, that was actually a scroll. The real character, well, you know, was abducted in the 70s. So you don't know who's real, who's not. I remember the ads inside the books were phenomenal. They looked like actual real-life ads, like, in the real world. Like, oh, you don't, you don't know who you're going to trust, or don't worry, the scrolls are your friends, and, like, you can even marry them and whatever, and it'd be fine. It was just very, I like the marketing within the book, how they did that. I always like when books do that. Uh, one of my favorite recent books that does that is uh, Man Eaters, where I do fictional real life ads inside. So that's always fun for me. Yeah, I like those too. Those are fun. Just a little extra, like, oh, we don't know how to put this in the story, so we'll just do a little side piece yeah. there. And then. And you can tell the, it's it really feels like the artists and the writers are just having fun with it. Right. So they're always putting maybe a little Easter egg in there or something like that to. You know, give it some extra depth yeah. to it. All right, Jared, what's next on yours? Okay. Um, next on my list was one of the first uh, Star Wars comics I've read. I think it was the first Star Wars comic I ever read was uh, Dark Empire. Um, I don't remember the whole thing in general. Uh, one of the scenes that really stands out to me was uh, when towards the beginning they were all the rebels were all pinned down. They were on the planet looking for Luke and there's a, one of the giant walkers creeping up on them and Luke just steps out, uses the force and knocks it over, <laughs> you know, like it's nothing. He does like, his Luke oh, thing. He's powerful now, you know? Right. And he brought the emperor back at dark empire. I'm going to have to go back and reread it. But uh, I just remember the one thing I didn't like about the comic was, um, it was a lot of red and a lot of, I think, green. Like, yeah. it was very basic colors and things like that. A lot of black and white yeah. and red. Um, Not a whole gambit, just pretty yeah, tri uh, uh I think one of my ex-girlfriends was explaining that it was cheaper to print the colors like that at the time. Which I don't know any depth <clears throat> about that. Or, you know. well, if it's you, always cheaper to print base colors. Yeah. Well, just like if you look at... Um, 
old comics, you can see they're, it, they're not actually filled with color. They're dots. Yeah, they're dots. So yep. Because the printers couldn't do it without smearing, and it saves on ink that way, too. Just yep. took a bunch of dots and everything. Yep. But uh, I just remember that was one of the first Star Wars comics I really read, and that introduced me into the extended universe. So I really like that story arc so but i am gonna have to go back and reread it because i can't remember all the details and things like that to it it's good to reread stuff if you you can find it that's my biggest problem is i can't find where this was or you know i'll just buy it and trade because here's a collected volume i don't worry about the singles yep all right laura what's up next for you Um, i'm gonna do like when my first impression of spider-man okay although i guess i'm cheating a little bit because it wasn't based on the comic book it was the cartoon. That's I okay. I, I may or may not, my next one might or may not have to do with TV shows, so that's okay. Okay. In my opinion, because I'm cheating also, you can cheat now. Yep. I thought it was cute. Like, I always dig out my old diary, which is falling apart. Literally, um, the pages are no longer yep. bound. Yep. Although, that's kind of how older stuff is. Like, once you turn through the page, the glue just gives out. But it was February 4th of 1995 is what I wrote, but I think it was 96. I think I didn't know what year it was, just so you know, because I'm pretty sure when you look up Spider-Man stuff, it doesn't come out to like 96 or so. Here, I'll Google it real quick. What was the show? Uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series. But my exact words were, today is Saturday and the premiere episode of Spider-Man. I can't wait to see it. And that, that, that was my excitement. That was me super <laughs> ready for this show. If you're willing and, to write it down yeah. and find it. Yep. And a lot of people ask me, like, why did I get into it at that time? What about Spider-Man when there are all these other shows? Some other uh, entry in here, I'm talking about my top 10, which I love because there were like only 10 cartoons on Saturday anyway. So my top <laughs> 10 included pretty much all of them. Right. And they're like, well, why do you think Spider-Man is so much better than everyone else? Like, what drew you to it? And I was like, the full mask. Like, he... Covered his whole face, unlike Batman. And there was that one episode in Batman the Animated Series where Harley comes up, covers his upper eyes and goes, I know that chin. You're Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, Harley, how do you? That That's Batman. You know it's <laughs> Batman. You know this. And now she does in a lot of the issues. But, but yeah, I just, I really like that full face mask actually trying to cover yourself up. Like, and he's trying, funny. Yeah, and funny. That, that was a big one, too. He wasn't dark and brooding and like he'd. You could hear his inner monologue a lot more. Like, Batman was a very silent cartoon, which I'm sure my parents appreciated. I'm sure once I started watching Spider-Man, they're like, oh, God, this again. This guy never shuts up, which is what a lot of people think. That's that's I, his gimmick. I should have asked my parents for their first impression of Spider-Man through me. Like, that would be interesting to get to. So I looked it up, and it debuted in 1994. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> what, what year did you say that you wrote down at? I wrote February 95. Well, unless it was syndicated by then, that you didn't have cable, so it might have been on a channel now that you didn't have before. I don't know. Or is a new season premiering, that's why you're excited for that day, or I don't know. Yeah, or it's also possible they had some sneak peeks. Maybe I missed the first sneak peek that was in, like, the fall of the season before. Maybe. It could be. And this was, like, the actual show starting, because that happened with um, Spider-Man Unlimited. They showed it like the year before. They had a sneak peek of like five minutes or something of the show. And then you didn't see it till the next year. Right. I was young. I couldn't tell time. It was a while ago. And I doubt any of our listeners are really going to fact check. Because oh. Jared already did. Oh, I'm fact checking right <laughs> now. Jared already did. Or they'll be yelling at the whatever device they're listening to like, come on, how do you not know what year it was? Blah, blah, blah. 
I just hope no one's fact checking me because I'm going based off of memory. Yeah. And I might have some details wrong here and there. That's fair. So uh so I will go next with uh my first comic book heroes that I liked. And you might see a pattern here. They were Wolverine, Batman, and Spider Man. Any guesses what the theme is? They were all animated series that when I was oh, on television yeah. when I was watching a kid. It was the X-Men, Batman, and Spider-Man. And of the X-Men, Wolverine was my favorite. I hated Cyclops. He was a <laughs> suck-up leader. And Wolverine was like, no, he's good. He's like kind of like, oh, I'll be the leader, but I don't really want to be. And like, yeah. Wolverine, Batman, Spider-Man were my first heroes because those are the shows I watched. Um, I still say that all those shows still hold up and they're still wonderful shows. Agreed. Some hold up better than others. Some episodes of the X-Men, not good, but... No, but you can say that about Batman the Animated Series. There were a couple episodes yeah. of junk in that also. Right. Some episodes will stand the test of time. When, whenever I think of the X-Men Animated Series, I think of Wolverine screaming, Morph! Because that's a character they made for the show, and they killed him off immediately. Like, all right, we need to kill someone just to make it important. All right, we'll just make a new character that no one gives a crap about. Kill him off and act like he's important. Turns out he was important to Wolverine. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, and I think they ended up putting him in comic books later, or he might have been in before, but I think he was a Morlock, so no one really cared. And I, I don't know anybody <laughs> anymore that cares either about Morph, other than like, oh, Morph, or you can have Mystique, you know, the better version. Yeah. I think everyone will take Mystique. Absolutely. Um, but, so with those three, Spider-Man didn't become my favorite overall. Um, not just because Laura's here, but in general, <laughs> he was he became my favorite also. Um, specifically, it was the Dan Slot run that I was reading because, I mean, I started, like I said, 2008, 2009 when I started reading comic books. That's when he was writing. It was the post-Civil War. Um, I believe that was post-Brand New Day. Yeah, because that was yeah. that was middle of Civil War is when that came out. Yeah. And I like that stuff. I really dug the Superior Spider-Man arc that they did for, what, it lasted about a year, year and a half, um, where Doc Ock took over uh, as Spider-Man. That was really good. I don't know, just... Spidey's always been pretty cool and funny, and yeah, I do like what you said about the, he actually has a full mask on. Like, oh, no one else that I mentioned has a full mask. Wolverine doesn't usually doesn't wear a mask at all, but if he does, it still has the chin open. Yeah. Batman, the same thing. Admittedly, we all know now, it is a lot easier to breathe and talk without a mask on. Yes, it is. Um, but it is what it is. If you want to hide your identity, you should really hide your entire face. Yep. So, all right, Jared, what's the last one on your list? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, the first appearance of Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. The other reason I'm really picking this is because I actually own the issue. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's one of my favorite comics that I own. But uh, it's Detective Comics number 359, back, all the way back in 1967. And uh, very first time I got it, um, I it's been a long time, and I didn't quite understand the value of what comics can be. Um, this one's not a you know, not a $10,000 comic or anything like that, but it was still fairly decent value. But uh, I cracked her open right away so I could read the story. And it was um, basically Barbara attends a masquerade ball using the costume of a Batman that she found that turned her into a bad girl. And Killer Moth is there and is attacking Bruce Wayne. Well, she fights him off or, you know, kind of attacks and is Bruce Wayne's able to get away and comes back as Batman to save the day. And later she goes to Wayne Manor. I don't remember the reason why. To do something. I don't know what. But uh, she... Killer Moth is attacking Bruce Wayne again. And she helps fend him off. 
So, but uh, yeah, that's basically one of the reasons I picked that is because I own it. <laughs> just just a little bit of bragging, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Humble so, brag. It's just one of those. It, it popped in my head when you said first appearances. I'm like, oh, I have that issue, you know. Only thing I like about that is so. how she found his costume, put it on. And everything fit more or less fine. Yeah, pretty much. What well, about her it, hair? It wasn't, it wasn't like, a. Um, it wasn't Batman's costume per se. It was like a costume shop yeah. masquerade ball type of costume. It wasn't anything, you know, special. I always but thought it with turned like, into one background Batwoman, like, but they have like full on like full hair. Like, how in the world do they put that on comfort remotely God, comfortably? I don't, I don't remember where it wouldn't that. shift oh. around or slide or anything like. Well, See, I remember in the animated series she did. She slit the back of the cowl so yeah. that her hair would fly out. Yeah. Or maybe someone else, like, slit or something. Yeah. But I remember her hair falling out, and I was like, there you go. Yeah, and they're like, red hair? But even still putting it on, you think, like, all right, well, I need to yeah. pull it all back just to have it hang, like, I don't know. It just seems to be uncomfortable. Why do but, you think I have short hair now? Yeah. And I, well, I believe Batwoman actually does have short hair, and part of her her costume is a wig of yeah. long hair, a long red hair. Yeah, well, I know in the Batman 66 show, Barbara Gordon actually had black hair, and it was the mask that had a wig that was had red hair. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a good way to throw off people. Like, oh, they have red hair. Not necessarily. No, not really. All right, Laura, what's last on your list? Um, I decided to throw in quick when Jared was mentioning issues you own and things like that i was like oh i i don't exactly own this but i have reprints of it um the first appearance of mary jane is famous to pretty much everybody because they spent so much time building up oh peter parker's gonna meet anna watson's niece and all the other women in his life saw her first and were like oh she's beautiful and blah 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 and i remember one particular panel that i thought was kind of hilarious and keeping up with hiding her she had like a bandana on and she was all covered up and there was just this flower drooping in front of her face and you you never saw her until you hit the jackpot i thought that was a cool build up to get to the point although then it also didn't make sense that drooping flower all covered up thing later when you see her she's never covered up that much it was very deceptive there but yeah when you think of mary jane you don't think oh covered up and conservative like no 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 she is a wild thing. Yeah, I almost wonder in that instance it was because she was going to visit Aunt May and she's like, I'm gonna tone it down for Aunt May. It was Aunt May and her mom also? Um, I or, think Anna Watson is actually Mary Jane's aunt as well. Okay. So it's like two aunts compared to like Peter and Mary right. Jane. Because cool. yeah, I forget what exactly happened to Mary Jane's mom, but I think that she took off. Gone. Yeah, and I know her dad was like garbage. Yeah. She didn't have a good life growing up. Yeah, she made up for it with becoming famous and rich and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stories about that, too. Like, what made Mary Jane Mary Jane? And they'll probably get into that a lot more in the Last Remains arc that they're going through right now. Potentially. We'll see. And I will close out our famous verse with a two-parter, sort of. It's more of a one and a half. I'll start with a half part where just some of my favorite first appearances, uh, starting with, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one, begin with Spider-Man. First appear first appearance is Amazing Fantasy fifteen back in nineteen sixty two, a little little data before all of us. And then going even further, Batman was Detective Comics twenty seven, which we just hit over a thousand in twenty seven recently. Um, that was in nineteen thirty nine. Uh, followed by uh, Deadpool, who's New Mutants ninety eight, which was back in nineteen ninety one. So still relatively new character. I want to interrupt real quick, and I want to say that Robin 
was created before the Joker and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Robin Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, yes. Well, by by like Robins, yeah. by literally like one month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, he snuck in. Yep. So. so he is older than Wonder Woman. Technically speaking. As, as a teenager. Right. And she's full adult. <laughs> From publication so, standpoints. Yes. <laughs> not actual age. Uh, and the final one that I want to mention is the first appearance of Wolverine, which was in Hulk. And this is where I throw a fit where it's, 180 or 181 is the one that everyone collects. Oh, yeah. He first appeared in the final page of 180, but they always say, oh, 181 is the first real appearance. No, I think you saw him there. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> did that with Damian Wayne, too, like in the final issue of, I don't like this, what I have here, Batman 656. I don't know if that's his full appearance or if that's his silhouetted cameo at the end of the right. issue. Well, but, if it's a silhouette and you don't see the full body, that's one thing. But, but in this one, but for the Wolverine... the character was speaking in the comic. Well, in Wolverine, though, you actually saw his full body, too. Like, you you see all of him. Versus, nope, he didn't see, actually talk and do stuff until 181. So that's see, the first real I thing. would say his appearance would be his very first appearance. Right. Not just the where he's actually in the story. Instead, they say, oh, no, that's the first glimpse. No, that's a pers- that's a that's snotty a answer. And, yeah. Like, come on, that's a way to make more money. Yeah, Do you have the first appearance and the first glimpse. You got Apple. Because I mean, I've seen different things of with Apocalypse. They did a first glimpse, the first appearance. Dark Side first glimpse, first appearance. Yeah. It's come on, guys. The first time you see it is the first appearance. Yeah. I mean, when you show up to someone's house, even you just say, "Hey, knock on the door. I'm here. I'm leaving." You still appeared. Yep. It wasn't a glimpse of the person. You appeared. Yep. But that's semantics at that point. But. Moving from that anger standpoint, I want to move on <laughs> to my the last part of the first. I have our first receipts under our names as all, at Alter Ego Comics. Oh, no. I printed oh, them off today. So as far back as I'm our computer can go. i that your computer has that. As far as back as our computer goes, I have the first ones that were run up under our name. So we can actually see what we bought now. We may have bought – I know I bought stuff before I had a profile. But this is, these are our first receipts of our names. At Alter Ego Comics. Let's see. Uh, my first total was $20.94. <laughs> but what'd you buy? Okay, what's the date? Uh, oh, mine was December 10th, 2008. I'm January 13th, 2012. So I'm coming up on my anniversary. I am May 22nd, 2008. Uh, so yours was before mine. That. Yours, which, again, this is of this, because okay. this was Moby. This is Inside yeah. Baseball, our old register system. We were able to transfer all of our data over to our new system. So this is what it recovered of our oldest ones under our name. I think that may have been close to the time where I actually started working there. Say mine, this uh, was... I started in May of 2008. I do know that. And I started working in October 2010. So for this 2008, I started shopping, I want to say the summer of 2008. So this was... I, I could have run that up. Probably six you. months after I started. <laughs> oh, is that on here too? No. Wrong no. up by. No, no, that'd be, That'd be no. funny. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't transfer that old data. Served by super admin. Yeah, that's all the defaults now. <laughs> yeah. Mine was probably Josh. I've got... More likely. Mine probably was too. It could have been Jared, but. Oh, man. Mine is all DC comics. Uh, my, mine is all Marvel comics. I had Amazing Spider-Man number 580. Holy cow. Uh, Civil War, House of M number four. Punisher Warzone number one. Secret Invasion, Dark Reign. Secret Invasion, told you. And two copies of What If number one. Well, those are two different issues of what if number. That's weird. Mine is nine dollar comics. <laughs> a lot of Batman family style comics on here. <laughs> I've got the Robin, the old Tim Drake Robin series. Uh, the Flash, Justice League, Justice Society, Superman and Batman. Holy cow. 
That's <laughs> I just thought it was cool to look that up this. That is really neat. Yeah. yeah. Mine was Scarlet Spider number one and the Stuff of Legends graphic novel and Millennium Cases. So Millennium um, bags and Cases. I think they might be the, the plastic ones. Like, yeah, like the bags and boards. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because I do believe that my first issue of Scarlet Spider is in that plastic case upstairs. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> So, okay, that's cool as heck. So yeah, I thought that would be a Good fun job, thing. Alex. To, ooh, that's why I was like, when we were talking about four, like, oh, what are we talking about? I was like, and the last one's going to be a surprise. I don't want to <laughs> let you guys know what it is yet. Because I thought this was just a fun little, uh, our official first transaction. Like I said, I know I bought stuff before I had this. Yeah, same here. But, um, that's... but that was before I, before I was recognized as a regular and had my own yep. pull file and everything. That was back in when we had the back of the business cards was your reward points yep. and we used to stamp them. Yep. Oh, I was so mad when I first found out about that too because I'd been shopping for like two or three months at that <laughs> point. And like I was spending close to 100 bucks a week. And then I, it might have been Adrian or it might have been Josh later. I think it was Adrian. He's like, oh, you know that you have, they have rewards program. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been here how long? Because I'm pretty sure it was after I even signed up for a reward for a pull file. I didn't even know there was a stamp thing. I was so yeah. mad. You could probably blame me. I was more well, reserved I, back I usually then. came in the week. It was usually on Wednesdays. Wednesdays and Thursdays when I'd come in because during when I was in school. Uh, so I think I worked. I know I worked Tuesdays. I think I may have worked Wednesdays to cover the floor some. Maybe when Josh was doing the shipments of shipments. stuff. I don't remember for sure. I... I know the majority of the time it was Josh that rang me up. I know I saw you a yeah, few oh times. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I know the yeah, majority of the time it was Josh. If you came on Saturdays, it was, it was me. Yeah, I, I never came on Saturdays. You, or so, I rarely came on Saturdays. Because I, I worked yeah. at Kmart at the time, so I worked weekends there. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, so that was our first official transactions at Alter Ego Comics. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, was, <laughs> I was impressed they had that data back there, like, pull all the way back there. Yeah, I actually had Josh print this for me once. I was like, can you give me an inventory of every comic I've ever bought from you? Because that's like my collection and he printed it for me once and i've got it upstairs in the fire safe in case the house goes down i can be like well this is what i had <laughs> to the insurance company oh well, that's pretty cool yeah i didn't think about something like that all right so from old new stuff or old firsts old firsts yeah that's what we're talking about it was first period not new stuff to actual <laughs> new stuff this week uh we'll move on to our picks of this week the week of january wednesday january 6th 2021 Okay, and unlike the past couple weeks, which we were dealing with the end of the year, a lot came out this week. The mm-hmm. last, so even though we took two weeks off, really, you, on average, the, whoever listening, you didn't miss much. Honestly, you, you missed a little bit, but not a whole lot. This week, though, holy bat guano, Robin, there was <laughs> a ton of stuff. Yeah, uh, I haven't even finished reading my pile yet. I know I so much. took home like 17 books to read, but even like we probably had probably 25, 30 books this week because I know we had several that we subscribed mm-hmm. to that I didn't read. Like, right, these are yours. Have fun with that. Oh, yep. I had fun. So. But uh, one of the biggest things that came out this week is DC launched their future state stuff. Yeah. Um, I went ahead and collected all of it. I haven't read all of it yet. Because you're a madman. Yes, because I'm a madman. And it's not much of an investment. I mean, some of these books are only two issues. You know, so it's not like it's going to be ongoing for the rest of the year or anything like that. I mean, it's, it'll be expensive for the next two months. Yes, it but, will be. But in the grand scheme. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. And they're actually quality stories. Well, like, I really liked, I mean, two of them are my picks of the week. Well, I believe the mentality behind this is, A, number ones always sell better. So that's why, yeah. I mean, capitalism is the, the world. Uh, B is 
all right, we can have new creative teams, new writers, new artists. Yeah. Try, you know, try them out. See if we like what they what work they can do and keep them on long term if we want to. Yeah. And they're different from the stories that they have been putting out in the aspect of uh, which I'm going to give away a spoiler. My pick of the week is actually Future State Wonder Woman. Well, you, how about you just go ahead and start okay, us off? We'll just start us off right there. My, uh, I'll do my. Uh, I'll mention later. Honorable, yeah. So <laughs> Wonder Woman, it's not Diana. It yeah, is a different character. Um, I like that aspect. She's younger. She's more almost like a teenager getting into trouble. In that, I don't no, know what her age is. It, it makes so much like more sense now. I was like, I don't remember Wonder Woman ever being like this. Why is she so impatient? Yeah. So is this impatient. a brand new character or is it like Wonder Girl that is taking over as Wonder Woman? Her name was Yara Flora. Yes. And I don't remember that character ever. So near as we can tell, that's a brand yeah. new character. Yep. So, this is a brand new character first appearance issue. So, but uh, one of the really, it was fun. She's fighting like a multi-headed dragon type of beast there for a little bit. Uh, very Amazonian. She's got a Pegasus looking horse, a horse with wings called Jerry. Uh, she teams up with this child who I don't know anything about her really. And they're going into the underworld, you know, so they're, they've got to find their way into the underworld. And you know how some uh, religions have you got to pay your toll or something like that. They're like stealing a coin from a dead guy that's trying to get into the <laughs> underworld. You know, it, there's just a lot that's happening. It's very well written. The art's good. It's a brand new character. It's a Wonder Woman that you've never seen before. I really liked it. I'm really looking forward to see where they go next with this. And I believe that's only a two-issue series, too. I think so. I mean, so, if they don't continue it, so be it. I'm getting a great story. If if they do continue it, great. I'm probably going to add it to my pull list. And that's one thing to note with the future state. Everything is either two or four issues long. That's it. And because it's one issue January, one issue February, or two in January, two in February. And who knows what the fallout will be afterwards. But... Yeah, like that's why we said it's not a huge investment altogether because it's only one, two or four issues long. Right. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find who wrote it and who was the artist. And their last names are Jones and Belair. Belair. But uh, yeah, I don't recognize it, but I don't see the... I don't know. Let's move forward. DC is always bad at yeah. the oh, credits. Joel, uh, J-O with an umlaut, E-L-L-E, Jones, and Jordy Belair. Sure. Oh, uh, that Joel Jones. I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing maybe that Joel. Joel, maybe. Uh, that was the writer and artist that Belair did all the colors and things like that. Oh, nice. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, I really like that issue, and I'm I really enjoy the DC Future State stuff so far. All right, uh, I'll go out of order this time, and I'll do the honorable mention next. Um, I'm going to say my honorable mention is Star Wars: The High Republic. Number one, written by Dan Slott. Um, this is a brand new era-ish of Star Wars where the, inside the front page, they actually have the new official Star Wars timeline where it starts with the High Republic, then the Fall of the Jedi, which is the prequels of the movie franchise, the Reign of the Empire, which was the Han Solo movie in the new upcoming series called The Bad Batch, followed by the Age of Rebellion, which was the original trilogy, New Republic, which all right now is just the Mandalorian. That's it. And then the Rise of the First Order, which was everything that has happened. Um, the new trilogy. So The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and a new series called Resistance that will be coming out soon. So like this is cool to see an actual Star Wars timeline of 
what what arrows there will be labeled as now from this point going forward. Wasn't Resistance, do they mean that uh, the kids cartoon? Possibly. No, that was Rebels. You're thinking of Rebels, no, I think. No, there was a... Or, oh, no, yeah, there was another there, there was another animated yeah. series that took place of the... It was, it was really yeah. geared towards kids. It's on, I know it's on Disney+, Plus. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, we'll add it to our list. Yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> this issue, like I said, takes place in the higher public, um, has brand new characters and some old characters that are young now. Um, slight spoiler alert, Yoda is in here. Not Baby Yoda, not Grogu, but the actual Yoda Yoda is in this, where he is... He's like 500 years old instead of 900. Right, so mm-hmm. what is that, midlife? So he's yeah, in roughly his equivalent of the 40s for his age? I don't know. It's, uh, it makes a small appearance and has just a slight attitude. Um, like he... Very... He like looks he grumpy, owns, too. Yeah, he's a little grumpy and he acts like he owns the place. But he is still a Jedi master in this. Yes. He's not just a Jedi. He is full-on master status. Um, it follows a new Padawan. I believe she's still a Padawan in this. Yeah. Um, Until, like, the last page or something. Right. I forget. What is her name? Keeve. Keeve. That's right, because there was little, like, bugs there flying around that had their names also. It's like, wait, there's too many names all at once. I don't oh, know what's going yeah. on. That threw me off a little bit, and too. They're talking in third person, but, but she's not, and it was, it was weird. But uh, this issue shows, like, hey, even though the Jedi are, you know, all-powerful or whatever, they still screw up with, like, their technology is messing with nature. And they're like, oh, we need to fix this and take care and, like, not just be laser sword samurai guys, but we need to actually take care of the universe um yeah like i said she ends up becoming an actual full-on jedi not a jedi master near as i can tell just the regular jedi because they night yeah jedi knight because they cut off her padawan braid padawan braid thank you i was like i don't know what the correct term is but uh yeah i think this was a great setup issue for the series i really liked it and i'm excited to see where they're going forward from this and i i don't i didn't do enough research i know there's also the Star Wars book proper, that prose book that came out called mm-hmm. The High Republic that came out Tuesday. I don't know if that's this story also, but altogether, or if this is going to be chunking up that. I don't know. I didn't re- worry about that. I don't worry about the actual book because I have comic books. I'm going to check out the <laughs> audio book eventually, but if they have one. Probably. Prob- they probably will, but uh, yeah. And I don't know, if, like I said, I don't know if that'll be this story, if it's, if this is that, but a, an adaptation of it, or if these are each independent of their own. They look definitely similar because these characters, I believe, were on the cover of that book, but in a different order of the Jedi. But yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. If you like Star Wars, admittedly, a whole lot doesn't happen, but it is definitely setting up some stuff yeah, some that's what, going on. Uh, it happened, it, it's dealing with Keeve's training right. more so. It's really setting up the characters for the next story or right. for the story arc. So was, I, mean, I subscribed to it. I, I was like, cool, I'm in. I'll yeah. keep getting it and Same here. see where they go. Yep, I'm I'm in 100% after this issue. I, I really liked it. All right, Laura, what's up for you for your honorable mention? Honorable mention? Okay. I'm actually going to go back, I think. I actually got a little confused because since we haven't been here giving reviews for, what, two weeks? Two weeks. We took two weeks off, yeah. Christmas and New Year's. So I kind of just have a big stack and I'm like, oh, I don't remember exactly which week this came out. But I was going to do Namor number two as my honorable mention. Okay. And sort of Namor 1 as well. I forget that obviously came out before then. <laughs> but so far it's kind of been a, a flashback of Namor telling a story of when he and his friends and the Swift Tide came across an ancient relic that they now think 
Oh, I should have faxed up a little bit. All these are under the King in Black tie-in. So Namor came to the current people who are working towards stopping Null. And he's like, oh, I have a story to tell you about how I know <laughs> where this thing is that we need to get. And there, so all these guys are searching for an ancient relic because they had to hide it at the time from the world because it's so powerful. And I assume Namor's going to get to the point where he says, okay, we found it and we hid it here. Now, okay, now you guys in the present, we're going to go here and go get it. So these stories now are a flashback to how he found this relic and what it means and how he learned about it to begin with. So it's actually been really good, which surprises me. I never expect Namor to be any good. See, for me, like Namor, he doesn't usually have like that big of a story arc typically, but his stories usually are pretty good. Like, for some reason, I usually like the stories that go on with it. Normally, for me, if it's not on Earth, on land, I don't care. But this Namor, whenever his books or the Invaders, I'm I'm usually cool. I'm in. I want to check this out because they can do some cool stuff until they jump the shark. Or him. Uh-huh. He'll swim over the shark. So. Yeah, did you read any of this one yet? No, but now okay. they mentioned I may go back and read it since we have them. Okay. Yep. All right, Jared. Since you already did your pick of the week, what is your honorable mention of the week? My honorable mention is another future state book, uh, The Next Batman. This has three stories in it. The first is dealing with The Next Batman. Um, We get hints of who it might be, but it actually... It doesn't 100% say. Yeah, it doesn't give you a full-on, yes, this is The Next Batman. But don't worry, guys. We'll have time to figure it out because this one is a four-issue series. Yes. And it is a three, there's three stories in it. The second story is dealing with uh, Katana. And the Outsiders, I believe. And the Outsiders, yes. And the third one is, is Arkham Knight. Arkham Knights. 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 Plural. Yes. Um, so there was a lot of ha- a lot happening in this. Um, two faces in it. So if you're a Two-Face fan, this is an issue for you. But uh, yeah, there's a lot that's happening in this issue, and I'm excited to see where it's going from here. And that's a five ninety nine book, I think. Yeah, seven ninety nine. It is pretty it thick. Is thick. You are I mean, getting your money's worth by how yeah. much there is there. It's not three stories at four pages a piece or something like no, that. It's, it's thick. It's three full yeah. stories. Yeah. Or three full story parts. Yes. I should say. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I also I wanted to sneak in there. In the second story with the Soul Taker, there was this one um, spread that was really interesting, and it was like her fighting her way across. I think I've mentioned this a few times. Anytime a comic book has a big spread and you can follow the person zigzagging through this like maze, I get such a kick out of it. So you can so. see like the acrobatics and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And at one point she like falls. It's almost like the panels are also the levels of the architecture of the building like the oh, different floors and at one point she goes through the floor yeah. yeah and the guy's running down the stair to warn someone he's like she's coming oh there she is she's behind <laughs> you yeah i didn't even catch that at that that it was like the floor plan yeah. layout. i love That's the creative, cool. creative use of the panels like that that is pretty neat the colors are good the art's really good in this yeah it's yeah. worth checking out yeah it really is uh, I'll move next to my pick of the week, which is Scout's Honor, number one. This is an Aftershock comic by David Pepos. Pepos? I, I don't I have no clue. Confidence. Yeah. Pepos, sure. By David and Luca. I'm not bother butchering the last names. Um, but this is a book that takes place after post-apocalyptic 
where a group of survivors lived in a bunker, you know, during the fallout and everything, but they began to worship the, basically the Boy Scouts of America hand guide that became their Bible of like, oh, you should always do this. You should do that. These are the rules of our society is basically, is just this handbook is our rules of society. And it follows this character that is, you know, is a scout and then trying to do missions and go out and do stuff. And they have their own secret within that society. And then they discover that, wait, society that they know and worship isn't exactly all that it's been cracked up to be. Um, but yeah, this one, this one was, was very unique. Um, a little, little grim, but I mean, that's post-apocalyptic. It's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's going to be grim. Um, but there is a lot of good mystery to it. I'm curious to see what they do with, and possibly the biggest thing that pushed it over to my pick of the week is wall supplies last. If you buy issue number one, you get an actual real life patch that you can get. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I want to see the patch now. I got mine, but it's at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is Scout's Honor number one. That is my pick of the week. Are the patches, did you see the list of patches and things in the last few pages? Is it one of those? You know, I didn't even remember to look. I didn't even know there was going to be a patch until Wednesday once we already opened. We got it in the mail like around 2 o'clock. Like, great guys, we've been open for a couple hours and someone already bought it, but they don't have the patch. Put it in their pull file. That's what we did. Um, there's at least one of them, yes. The, one of the patches was the reconnaissance patch. Cool. And I wonder I, if they'll do any ongoing stuff. Like, the back few pages have a list of all the different merit badges. And yes, wilderness survival was another one that you could, you could have gotten. So yeah, cool. those are the patches that you can get from Scout's Honor. All right, Laura, you can finish it off with what, what is your pick of the week? Or the pick of the weeks. Okay, I'll still stick with this one for a second. I was like, oh, including all of them? But yeah, this this should be it. Um, I heard that my pick corresponds with Mark's as well. So if that means anything to anybody. Um, the Last Witch, number one. It's really hard for me to say any of these names, though. So be prepared for a lot of stumbling. Um, it starts out with a little girl. Her name's Sayorzi. We're going with that. And she's talking about how there's this legend that every... In Balk Day, which also happens to be her birthday, there's a witch and it hunts, hunts, haunts, Calix Tower. And she's got a friend, his name's Padraig, and they kind of have a bet between them to see who can get to this tower and get some sort of proof that they went to the tower and bring it back to the other one. And whoever does it first wins, you know, is the more brave soldier or whatever. It's I guess kids. I shouldn't say soldier. It's kids. Yeah. They, they're just, they're the yeah. winner. Yeah, and it's kind of like a little flirtatious, so I think that they're kind of like almost boyfriend girlfriend, maybe. I'm not sure, but little kids. Oh, I think they're yeah. just that's their only friend is each other. Yeah, that could be too. Sometimes when it's your only friend, it seems like your boyfriend or your girlfriend. But yeah, then um, uh, Cersei's dad kind of gets mad, and he's like, "There's only one day that they think that this witch is there, and you have to pick that day to try to go out there and like get your stuff together, and I forbid you to go and." Your brother's sick, so go home and go nurse him back to health. Your mom taught you how to make all these herbs and things and do that and make him better. And she's not allowed to go to the festival that night because she... I feel like there's a little more to it. Like she backtalked him or something. But yeah. Basically, she's told that she has to take care of her brother and can't go to the festival and she's all upset. So, of course, they sneak out anyway. And I thought this was like my favorite part of the story 
Um, she leaves a note for her brother and says, oh, I'm, don't follow me. Like, if you want honey or bread, I've left something out for you. Just stay home and rest and get better. And of course he follows her. So they both are out when they're not supposed to be while their dad's at this festival. And, um, but while they're in the, in nature, it's really cool that she's like pointing out as if it was her retelling her little brother what she learned from her mom. Like, these herbs do this, these berries are for that. They find a little bird and they kind of bring it back to health. And she tells her brother, oh, go find this particular weed. It should be over there. And he's like, yeah, I remember what it looks like. And I thought that was a really cute nature part of the story, that kind of bonding with the brother and sister to, to save the bird and all that. And anyway, so yeah, that was the main parts of the story, but they're like, I don't feel like that spoiled too much. Hopefully when people no, read it, they'll agree. I don't think but, so because I've purchased that one also, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. So that doesn't <laughs> seem to spoil it for me, but it actually makes me want, glad, I'm glad I bought it and it sounds mm -hmm. pretty good. For me, it kind of reminds me of wind. Oh um, yeah. I thought that's of what that it looked like to me too. Not, I mean, it's not Just as full whimsicky, whimsical as it, but it is similar. I think it's by the same publisher too. I think it's both Boom, it both by Boom. Wait, I oh wait, I don't think we actually bought it. Nope. We need to add that to our pull list. Okay, you have the app. Okay. <laughs> I'll forget. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's if you like. I mean, we talked we talked up Wind a big time last year. Yeah. So even my mom remembered it the other day. There you go. She should read it. Oh, that's. Just to throw that out there, it is in the next set of previews. Like, you can order, I think it comes out in March. The graphic oh, novel. The trade? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, that is The oh, Last Witch. that was Witch. The Last Witch. I almost was like, that's wind. Nope. No, nope, that's not wind. I, I still was like, nope, that, that's the book we're talking about. So, yeah. So, with that, we'll move on to our favorite section. Oh, crap. Of... <laughs> Wait. I kind of want to sneak something else in because okay, otherwise- Okay, you buy Jared a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm going to yes. buy you a little bit of time. Okay. Because- also, in another previews thing, you all need to know that Spider-Girl The Complete Collection Volume 3 has been solicited. It is official. And it you is can real. order that now from the previews comic or catalog. So, so there you go. All right, okay. Jared. That's all I had. Now we're officially on to our favorite heroes of the week. Or f heroes of the year at this point. Because <laughs> not a lot has happened this year. Uh, real quick, can we kind of... Do a few more honorable mentions. Sure. Uh, we're running a little long, so you can do it fast. Okay. Um, the Vein came out. The Vein number four. Uh, that was the vampires in World War II. Um, Star Wars number 10 uh, was worth checking out. Uh, it was a little... More Star Wars. Yeah, more Star Wars. Um, and uh, the Future State Superman of Metropolis was okay. It wasn't bad. It was worth checking out. It wasn't Clark Kent. If you're a fan of Superman, you yeah. should... It wasn't Take a look at it. Clark, but it was Jonathan Kent, and him and Supergirl kind of go at it a little bit. So that was kind of neat. Um, Swamp Thing. It's a bunch of different you know, Harley Quinn. Basically, oh, yeah, so. Harley. check out DC this week. Yeah, check out oh. DC. DC's... And Venom. And Venom. We'll <laughs> go with that. DC and Venom. Check those out. All right. And Star Wars. Okay. And Venom number 31. A big thing happened. I can't really tell you anything else, but big okay. things in Venom 31. All right. So with that... Now for heroes. Are, are we for sure you guys going to interrupt again? Nope, I'm good. Okay, cool. So <laughs> that we'll go with our heroes of the week. Who would like to go first? I vote one, two, three, not it. Not it. <laughs> okay, I guess it's me. <laughs> I vaguely thought about this, and I guess I'm going to go with Namor, even though we're all like, meh, he's not so great, but like, he's been carrying his own. He was the honorable mentor, and then 
I'm going to go with Namor because I can say his name. I thought about that Sayorzi girl, but I was like, yeah, she didn't do anything particularly great. Um, but yeah, so, was he the Prince of Atlantis? I always mess him up with Aquaman. Uh, he is the king now. The king? Okay. Uh, during World War II, when he was part of the Invaders, I believe he was still the prince then. But I believe now he is officially the king of Atlantis. Yeah, but he's just done a, a good job of retelling his story, bringing bring his history into the present to make it known to the current people, the team working with this king in black against Null um, idea. I'm really butchering this. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but Namor's doing a good job of bringing the past up and finding a way, like giving ideas of how to defeat Null for the, the current people who are trying to fight him. All it's right. an interesting team. Whoever's left is... Going at it. All right, Jared, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go ahead and go. All right. Um, I'm going to say, might be butchering the name again, but uh, Joelle Jones, who wrote the new Wonder Woman, um, he's the first writer slash artist who's made me give a crap about Wonder Woman in a long time. <laughs> Yay! Um, especially after Wonder Woman 84, uh, the movie itself. And I have, so far, a uh, slight spoiler for Wonder Woman 84. Of everyone I've talked to, one person enjoyed the movie. So that's rough. So there is there is someone that likes it. So, but I didn't. <laughs> so yeah. did they say why exactly? Did they? Don't worry it? about it right now. Okay, yeah. just curious. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I the last time I really gave a crap about Wonder Woman was when like Infinite Crisis was going on, and she right before that she had snapped Maxwell Lord's neck, and you know. Oh, I liked her in Injustice Gods Among Us. She was good. Well, I mean, in the main DC story. (laughs) Well, I don't even know if this is main DC anymore. I I don't know where they're going with this. But I really haven't given a crap about Wonder Woman in a long time. She's one of my favorite characters. And it's still not even Diana that you like. Yeah, it's not even Diana. But it's just the writing and the art, the the story arc itself was fun. Yeah. So I'll go with that. Joelle Jones. All right. And I will do a twofer for my Heroes of the Week. Um, Brian Michael Bendis for writing Secret Invasion. And slight spoiler alert without any context at all. I don't want to even give away. Norman Osborn. Or Oscor. Yeah, Norman Osborn from Oscor. Uh, he is my other hero from Secret Invasion. I'll put it that way. And if you know, you know. If you don't, then you should check out Secret Invasion to find out why. I asked you if I should read that. And you were like, no, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to, but you should, because it's the first one I ever read. <laughs> yeah, a funny side note. We took these two weeks off, and I was like, yeah, we're going to catch up. We're going to read all these books extra, and we're going to be so ready. Nope. No, not a chance. I read Tuesdays. I did my normal. I read them Tuesday. The rest of the week, nope. I got my books yesterday. I didn't even start reading until like <laughs> 9 o'clock. I got through half of them, and I'm like, okay, I need a break, and then just never yeah. came back to them. <laughs> yeah, there were so many this week. There was week. a lot this yep. week. But it was it was a good week. It, I, yes, I'm, not, I'm yes. not saying that maliciously or anything like that. There was a lot of great content that came out. It was a good problem to have. Yeah. So with that, we will say thank you for listening. Thank you for being subscribed. Um, if you haven't subscribed and this is your first issue listening, then hey, click that subscribe button. That's right. That you already downloaded it or are streaming it currently. So when you unlock your phone, to say click subscribe. So yeah. Any other last words of wisdom before we call it a day? Make once. sure to like us. <laughs> not, not even just the podcast, but like us in general. Yes. 
So there we go. Give us a wave as we, as we walk by. Yes. Yeah, do the husky wave. Pretend that we're smiling underneath our masks when you come into our store. Yep. So with that, we'll say thank you guys. We will see you all next week. This one's done.